how many of you can do what my dear friend can do now? You have a dream of being able to take your grandchildren, your children to Legoland. So what do you do? You hop on the phone and you call your private pilot of your private plane and say, hey, pick us up tomorrow at nine. We're going to Legoland. This lady, uh, Miss Debbie Turney, is an absolute advocate for being authentic to yourself. And by living a life of high standards, you can accomplish everything and more. You were able to begin a company that has since sold for tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars so that now your reach can be farther and more abundant in its giving than ever before. I welcome you to the Abundant Mind Show. Welcome. Thank you, Jake. It's a pleasure to be here. So happy to have you here. So let's let's share your journey um, about how you can make a call tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and say, hey, and, and very humbly, hey, you know, I someone's in need. Let me send you my private jet. Or hey, I want to dote on my grandbabies. Let's let's go to Legoland. How did you get here? You know, Thanks, Jake. I, you know, all things that happen to you happen for a reason. And I was, in, I was fortunate to have my career change in college when I uh, was three years through a medical technology uh, degree and was kicked out of the program. And I'm three years through college, want to graduate, want to be done. And uh, I had to go back to the college catalog book and look for another degree that would fit that I could finish in the next year. I was blessed that I found medical microbiology uh, and just fell in love and had a passion for microbiology. So give us again the year. Uh, 82, 83, graduated in 83. So correct me if I'm wrong, medical microbiology, that was a, that was a new frontier even for that time, right? It, it definitely was. It, it really didn't have a career path. It was really interesting because uh, from a medical perspective, I couldn't draw blood. So the hospitals and clinics didn't want me with that degree. Mm. And from an industrial side, I call it industrial microbiology now. So everything that's not clinical, um, they didn't uh, perceive the need for microbiologists on their staff. So I didn't really have a home. Um, I, had a great, uh, I had a great education. Um, but didn't have a, a home with which to, to, to find and develop a career uh, specifically with that. But after some perseverance, I certainly did. Wow. And so, you know, yeah, you, you grew up in a small, you know, small town in Wisconsin, right? Uh, where there are cows aplenty. And what I want to share with you guys is you don't realize, and again, like, like, like she was just sharing, a lot of people think, oh, well, if I'm going to do this microbiology thing, well, it makes sense to be in a hospital setting or a clinical setting. She took her life skills for where she grew up, and she made that a profession that changed the lives of and saved the lives of who knows. We can't even quantify how many lives you have protected and saved by doing what you do. And so, um, but you, you were able to take your knowledge of growing up in a small town and, and were able to create a profession. So let, let's, let's keep going down that path. So you're in school, it's in the eighties. You just were told, Hey, you stink at this. And you had the <laughs> option of quitting, but you decided you flipped open the catalog and saw that. And where did that take you? 
That took me to uh, wire welding um, baskets uh, graveyard shift in Sturgeon Bay uh, because there were no jobs in the 80s, uh, certainly not for uh, people without any kind of experience. But, you know, perseverance is key. So I'd found a small uh, dairy laboratory in the area that uh, I was uh, uh, professionally persistent until they hired me. Uh, to to perform some testing, so uh, badgering professionally people professionally um, persistent <laughs> with uh, perseverance is usually is successful to get you in the door. And really, that was the start. I then found a career and a love. Uh, the industrial microbiology part was so fun because it was so frontier, and uh, people needed help. And it's truly what I've I've always really enjoyed is 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 helping people in need. And I I found just an opportunity to to be there. But I also found in a, um, a, a situation where I didn't feel that that organization ran at my standards. And I talk about ethical standards at that, at that point. And to me, that's how I was brought up to be very ethical and honest. And sometimes that's been a downfall or a, um, uh, an area that I've had to deal with, but there's nothing, nothing more important than being honest and ethical. And so that helped me get uh, to a point where uh, I was uh, ready to move out on my own. And because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to feel great about what I had to offer. And I opened up then a laboratory that really was only just to satisfy my personal desire to provide customer service. And it grew into a very large business and a very successful business that I was well compensated for. You know, I, I love that you talked about um, your standards, you know, those ethical and moral standards that you grew up with. Because so many people think that, gosh, in order to get to this ex- level of success, do I have to do I have to compromise who I am? And, you know, and what and we're talking about, you guys, is it, one of the things that you had shared with me as we were talking um, uh, before is you had said that one of your life's greatest lessons that you've ever learned is that your gut is always, almost always right to always follow your gut. And that gut comes from who you are, your life's experiences. So you guys, she, she was in a place where you would get, and we're not talking about cloning, you know, we're not talking about, you know, crazy. We're talking about being able to test dairy products and meat and, and whatnot. And at this time people would say, well, Hey, this huge company wants us to, they want us to test their products it's, it's kind of subpar. Um, and foodborne illness wasn't really understood in the eighties, um, like it is today, but you had the foresight to say, you guys, this is, this is deadly or this is not safe or, Hey, this is, this is good, but this is not great. And so you could have easily made that decision to just keep working, to have a nine to five, help provide some income for your family. And, but what would have been compromised if you'd have chosen that path? My personal standards, you know, you can't go home and sleep at night when you know, you haven't done everything you possibly could have um, to, to do your very best. And to be honest, very much save lives. You know, there's um, a ton of millions and millions of dollars of material that um, I put in landfills uh, to keep people safe. Wow. Uh, when I think back at that. And I also think of a couple of companies that I worked with that we weren't on the same page. And when I would call them and tell them that they had problems and they wanted me to interpret results in a, in a, in a different manner or the way the other laboratory did, 
um, we walked away. It's, it's, it's hard every day to walk away. I don't care how big you are as a company, but to turn away business. Um, but that company didn't survive. Um, and, and we flourished because of our ethical standards. Yeah, and that, that is a key point, you guys, that um, you, you have to be authentic to who you are and that truth always, always, always wins. You may be turning down an opportunity for money, but you're selling your soul, you're selling your standards, and you won't sleep at night. And a person who can't, sta- who can't stand on their own two feet, confident that they are trustworthy, loyal, that they are honest and ethical, you absolutely can't sleep. You will watch your life change as you live a double standard life, being authentic to who you are. And, and that's one of the things that I love, I guess that's probably reason 3,427. What I love about Debbie and what Emma and I, my wife and I love about you is you are so humble in your levels of success and you are a wealth of knowledge and how we met, we were on, we met on a private Island, didn't we? Yes, we did. We, uh, and I love this journey. We were able to go to Brittany Turner and you guys, we, we're going to have Brittany on the show here. Um, Brittany um, is, a, is, a, is a self-made billionaire uh, by about 34 years old and she's on a mission to change the world and she owns her own island in the British Virgin Islands, Buck Island. It is now Ariel Island. And we met uh, with some of our mentors and teachers and leaders with Dr. Sean Deal, Dr. Lacey Book, Dave Meltzer. And we were able to go and learn at the feet of Dave and I love when I was asking people, you know, we, we had a gorgeous, gorgeous dinner on a private island, you know, right at dusk, sunset, going into the evening. I mean, the most beautiful weather you could think of, stars like you can't even imagine, surrounded by wealth of knowledge of, of the most incredible people in the world. I was asking, who's that? Who's that? And when I asked about who you were, it was a, and I, and I mean it sincerely, it was a hush. Is on people like, oh my gosh, that's so and so. It was us like, that's that's Debbie. Um, wow, you don't know Debbie yet. You need to meet Debbie. I'm like, why are we whispering? <laughs> They're like, you need to meet Debbie. You need to see what she has accomplished and to hear how successful your last business venture was. I could see a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, that's a dream. If I could get to my 40s, 50s, 60s and have that wealth, I'd be done. And for some people, if that's your vision to be, to get to a certain level of financial prosperity and be done, Hey, good for you. But I love that we met on the Island and your journey was what is my next chapter, right? Would you mind sharing some of your thoughts and feelings that what led you to the Island and what's uh, come from since the Island? Would you mind sharing that? The, the Island opportunity was, was transformational for me. It was, it was life changing. And I went to the island, not sure of the purpose of why I was invited and, and why I was called uh, to to uh, attend the island. And I didn't know anybody and you guys were all friends already, but I came away with an entire new group of friends, you included and, and Emily, your wife, that I now treasure so much um, in my daily activities and my daily thoughts. It is so cool to, to know what the island uh, did for me, listening to Brittany, listening to David, and coming away with um, my personal, um, uh, a, a personal mm, um, satisfaction and comfort uh, of what my next 
role would be because I wasn't done. I wasn't retired. I like the word rewired. And because I've been more active now than I, than I was a year ago, um, but in things that I'm finding um, fun. So filling my days with um, nonprofits that need my help and guidance and advice um, and, and material things uh, to uh, the, um, uh, I've begun engaging with Unstoppable, uh, the um, yes. nonprofit that David is and Julie are very involved in. I'm really excited to get more involved there. So really having my dreams come true, uh, finding ways to stay super, super busy, um, finding ways to um, uh, enjoy the experiences that I like, uh, hunting and fishing, grandkids, travel, um, but also finding ways to, to give back because I have been abundantly blessed. Uh, and, and recognizing that uh, and, and sharing it back has been just a, a, true, uh, a true satisfaction for me. You know, thank you for that. You know, I, I love um, and with such humility that you share your heart and your mind, which are one that you knew that you weren't done. You knew that you were just beginning. You know, when we, when we read, you know, the books from Dale Carnegie and, and some of the, the greatest minds who've ever lived, they all teach a principle that the wealthiest people and the most affluential people in the world got there typically in the forties, fifties, and sixties, which when I first read that, I was like, wait, really? I was like, aren't you, you know, aren't you done at that time? No, they're just getting started. Like, I love what you just said. After having that level of success, you can still do what you love. I love girl that you turkey hunt. <laughs> I love that you can call in a turkey. I think that is one of the, you know, not only just selling your company and having the levels like having a private plane. I love that you hunt turkey. I love you're authentic to who you are. You are us. You're me. You're you. You guys. I'm redneck. <laughs> <laughs> this no is the doubt. lady, you guys, that can show you how it's done. Um, and so, uh, and, and I love your humbleness with giving back. I love that we talked about being able to create a legacy for your family. What legacy are you guys, are you leaving behind? You know, um, if you were to look at your ancestors, I guarantee there's an ancestor there um, that is famous for something or well-known for something or that, you know, that accomplished something. And a lot of people think, oh, that was just my ancestor. But what legacy are you leaving behind? What wealth of knowledge, what wealth of perseverance, of living your standards are you leaving behind? And it starts with your mind. If you are determined that you are going to live a life of, of high standards, to, to live your morals, to be truthful and to give and to not compromise that, man, when money comes, if you are only going to be attracted to an opportunity, um, you know, Brian Bogart, one of our friends, you know, he teaches just because you can monetize something doesn't mean you should. If you're not passionate about it, if it doesn't light you up, or if it is in any way questionable and, and, or it drives you away from what you want, don't do it. Cause there are a thousand, there are millions of opportunities to create wealth and to create freedom. I love that. Not only are you having fun doing what brings you joy every day with those that bring you love and joy, but you're able to give back higher and more faster and more powerfully today than ever. Um, would you mind sharing kind of the, the beginnings of your foundation and, and your charity with, uh, with sure. us today? Sure. Absolutely. So 
the business was just a mechanism to get there. What I truly think is very now powerful is the legacy we will create with the Marvin and Deborah family, uh, because that's all important. Marvin and Deborah Cherney Family Foundation. And so we've we've just uh, uh, formed that, of uh, course, as a as a tax um, uh, uh, as my as my tax advisors uh, uh, recommend all the things that I need to do, that this was a, a, a great way for me to um, be able to give, um, but also benefit myself. And as I benefit myself, then that just means I have more to give. Uh, so we've created a family foundation that my daughter, uh, who loves to be the face of things and uh, has an extroverted um, mindset uh, is the executive director. So, so it's really a blessing for me to be able to hand this over to her and say, now execute it um, at the level um, for generations to come. And so she has uh, three children and all of those children will um, help us drive uh, who we, uh, the, the benefit, the beneficiaries of, of the foundation. So it is very broad in its sense of um, who we are, are targeting. So it is uh, educational development, the underprivileged. Uh, and, and as I was setting up the rules and the bylaws, um, I found that it was very narrow and pigeonholed for me. And then um, I said, you know, it was like in the United States. And I said, no, I said, I, I, I want global capabilities because uh, Africa and the um, uh, mission that David and Julia are on was very touching to my heart and something that I had always wanted to do. And here was this opportunity right in front of me. So um, it is to look for those opportunities where I can make an impactful um, difference um, led by my daughter, um, but for generations to come, we, we, we intend to ask the grandkids how they want, um, what's important in their hearts to help them understand that this is why this all happened to our family uh, was to, um, for generations going forward to give back. It's, it's really kind of cool. So in these last couple of months, um, it's been a kind of a quiet story, but um, we have um a very long-standing, long, longest-standing uh, telethon in the country is is in Green Bay for cerebral palsy, and I think it's 58 or 62 years or something like that. The community this year raised over 1.5 million dollars for itself to give back to that charity or that nonprofit, and we unveiled our foundation at that event as a major sponsor. Um, and the community, then now my personal community, my friends and stuff are beginning to recognize uh, what we're going to be doing going forward. And, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool that um, they're saying that's cool. And, and I'm glad they can recognize it. I, I love that, you know, and, and we, we always hear the, the thought that hindsight is 2020, right? The greatest lessons of life are 2020. And a lot of times we're going through something in our life that we don't realize is a lesson. This is transformative. And we are always, every one of us are going to be presented with an option to quit, just keep pushing through, or to raise our life and our mindset towards something greater. So share with us, you know, put yourself back in the 80s, put yourself back then and, and imagine. So if you were to talk to yourself today, you could go back and talk to young Debbie and say, Debbie, here's what is, oh, I'm getting emotional. Look at what you've accomplished. 
What are the lessons that you would encourage yourself that is absolutely quintessential to achieving the level of success you have today? What are those life lessons? We've talked about trusting your gut. We've talked about living your standards. What are those other steps that we have to take in order to achieve what we want to achieve? What are those steps that you would teach yourself? Value your family and friends. I can't explain how many times my family uh, sacrificed and uh, did what they did on the backside to let me be successful. The, the grandmas who babysit the kids for forever because I work seven days a week. My husband who said, you've got a dream, go live your dream and, and was supportive to me with everything because you put in everything. So there was much sacrifice. There was, there was, there was much um, passion, but it, 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 from a money perspective, I remember the days where we mortgaged two extra cars just to make the next, you know, month's payments. Um, And my husband said, you know, all in, just go do what you dream. Uh, So, so, valuing and appreciating your family without my family i would have not have been successful without my friends i remember moving um, from one facility to a brand new facility in 2000 and we only had seven employees at that time so i had to employ all of my um, friends to uh, rent a couple of u-haul trucks and move our equipment on saturday and sunday so that no business operations would be interrupted but you know having friends and appreciating what they can do for you, but also doing something back for them um, are, are, are invaluable. So, and I guess realizing that you don't know everything. So communicating with and finding a, a good solid group of, of advisors that share your standards, whatever those standards are that, believing in what they tell you and then um, because you don't know everything and and you have to have those advisors around you um, and it was trust them and trust your gut you know i i really appreciate that you know the the more people that i have the privilege of being able to communicate with and to hear their stories they always share and some people have had it all like our our our, our friend dave Meltzer, right he talks about he had he had everything he had his ferraris there over 30 homes he had hundreds of millions of dollars and he lost it all. And he almost lost his family. And what brought him back and what sounds like has propelled you and kept you to the path was family and understanding that they valued, that you value them more than anything. I have so many young business owners and business owners who've been there a long time who say, you know, you know, I, uh, I really want to spend time with my family, yet they work 80 hour weeks. You guys, there are ways and there are opportunities to have exactly what you want without compromising those who matter most to you. I love that you shared what every one of our of the most successful people we talked to have shared, that you have to have mentors, that our mentors have mentors and their mentors have mentors. It takes a lot of humility, doesn't it? In order to say, I need help or, Absolutely. hey, I've done this right. And it takes even more humility when someone says, you could have done it better, or here's another way of doing it. And, uh, and, and that's, that is one of the lessons that, that I've learned from you is to be able to walk in humbleness, 
to be able to see the greatness that that truly lives within you and to have a desire and to, and to be on a mission to allow you to achieve what few dare to achieve, yet alone achieve it. And then once you're there to have the humility and the passion and the power and the drive to say, I have completed this chapter and this book of my life. I am on to the next great adventure. And for you to discover that is just nothing but awe-inspiring. You guys, Debbie is just like you. Debbie is a mother. Debbie was told that she should compromise her values. Debbie was told that things couldn't be done. Debbie decided to join a frontier that no one knew anything about today Every day we hear of something new. We have virtual reality. We have information out of knowledge at our fingertips. There is so much opportunity today to share your dream and your message. Look for those opportunities. Um, we're going to put your information um, below here for those that would love to talk to Debbie. And she's very generously um, as, as mentioned. So if you guys um, please, you know, put your emails um, below. And Debbie would love and, and, and would, uh, would be willing to share her message with you. Um, but my message, you guys, is you are enough. You have within you greatness. You have within you the ability to achieve everything you've desired to achieve. You will be the legacy that everyone talks about, but you have to act. Opportunities come every single day in your life to act. And when you really understand what you want in life, and that's what you had to discover twice. What do you want? And then you had to discover who can help you get there. When were you going to do it? How are we going to do it? And then your why behind it all. Thank you for sharing those messages of trusting your gut, of loving your family first, of being loyal to your friends and having mentors and creating a system and a dream and a legacy that will be held for generations. Uh, Debbie, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being on the Abundant Mind Show. And we can't wait to have you on again to hear how this next chapter of life is unfolding for you. Thank you, Jake.